everybody welcome to coffee and comic books a brand new comic book podcast on the export audio network i'm autumn and i'm joined by rick hello um and you're new here everybody's new here uh the idea basically is just we're gonna do a little comics book club um me rick and i've got like a bunch of guests lined up just like showing up talking about whatever interests people (laughs) not that much to it um this is part of the Export Audio Network, and I'm going to have the first episode each month go out in a free feed, and then the second episode each month will be exclusive to our Patreon, which you can go to, which you can find by going to exportaud.io. Um, and I don't, I don't have much else to say about that part. So, Rick, do you want to introduce yourself to like tell people like your history with like reading comic books and stuff? Uh, sure. Um, the first comics I remember is I was really young, and uh, my parents would do like Easter things, like they'd do the whole thing where you like follow eggs around, and then there'd be a basket at the end. And there was mm. three comics wrapped in plastic, and one of them was an issue of Commandy by Jack Kirby. Oh which shit! Is a really <laughs> good comic, yeah. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> It's funny because, like, it's an issue that I remember because it was so long ago. But it was the one where a guy was carrying around a dolphin in a tube on his back, just a guy in armor. It was it was sick. I and love the that other one. one was, yeah. Um, do you by any chance? Because you might be the one who knows this. Um, do you know who the fake Mara Jade is in uh, Shadows of the Empire? I I do not. Uh, Nora would know that sort of thing. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, there was a Dark Horse Star Wars comic that was like issue two of four of this character from Shadows of the Empire. <laughs> and that's where it began. And then from there in like grade school, there was a comic store near my school. So I started reading Claremont comics, but not the good Claremont comics, the like <laughs> Fantastic Four Claremont comics from when after uh, Heroes Reborn. Oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And then... That went on for a bit, and then it stopped until I went. Well, I got into anime in high school. I wasn't reading anything really, and then in college, my first roommate had a shelf of Berserk. Okay, yeah, yeah, and I was watching. Um, I think it was either it was one of the Shonen shows, and then he's like, "You know, you could just read that, right?" And I was like, "Oh." So then I read, and I could read fast, and I could watch things. So I was watching at the time. I was watching Monster and like Naruto or Bleach or something. And then I just read through them all before I got to the next episode because it just takes no time at all. Right, yeah. And then the next few years were just like devouring all that you could at comics-wise because I was on um, I was on like Lurk on IRC when that still existed. I was reading comics in Yahoo groups. Were you ever in a Yahoo group? No. <laughs> Do you know what Yahoo groups are? Vaguely. Okay. Um, and uh, then in 2012... I was talking to people online, and they interested me to uh, uh, Michelle Fife's work on Zagas. Oh, fuck yeah. Stuff you did before Copra. And then I went from there to going to TCAF, and then everything went spiraling after that. 
for me, I, um, so I grew up like, I'm born like right at the end of the 90s. Um, and so like, for me, like the superhero movie, uh, back when they were good, <laughs> was like so dominant in my childhood, but I didn't really read comics until early in my teenage years, like maybe when I was like 13-ish. Um, I remember hanging out on like various like internet forums, um, and you would just get to like talking to people about whatever. And I remember there was a couple, there was a couple different things. I don't remember how I got put onto this, but I remember the type of guy that would have put me onto like within a few weeks of each other, I read like Watchmen, Batman year one, and then like all of preacher. Um, and that like, that like sort of vertigo ish, like, like that was what I started with. So like after Preacher, I read like Alan Moore Swamp Thing. Um, I read Sandman, which I've never liked. <laughs> um, and then after I like a couple like I stopped hanging out on that forum so much, and I moved on to like Tumblr. Um, and in Tumblr, I was really into like reading old. Um, <clears throat> Like, 80s superhero comics, I got really into, like, uh, Frank Miller Daredevil. I realize I'm listing, like, the, kind of the same general shit. <laughs> like, all my, my teenage years is, like, dominated by, like, 80s, like, super, like, alt superhero stuff. Like, stuff that you wouldn't be surprised to see in Vertigo, I guess. Um, well, those are all the ones that got the big push into the chapters is. Yeah, exactly. And that was, like, back then, um there was like a borders really near to where I lived. And so I would go on the weekends and they just like vertigo was just everywhere, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so like, yeah, that was just the age of like, there are only like 12 trade paperbacks that you could find in places. And so this is what you're going to read. Um, and yeah, during the Tumblr years I did. And especially when comics Alliance was around, I was trying to keep up with like current Marvel stuff, but I really just read like, I guess, like, the as offbeat as you could get at Marvel. So, like, Squirrel Girl um, or Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. And then after after Comics Alliance, I kind of... After Comics Alliance went away and I wasn't on Tumblr anymore, I kind of stopped reading comics for a little bit until um, the last... It, it's I know exactly what it was. At the start of, of the pandemic, I read through all of Naruto in, like two weeks and i was like oh i i remember i like comics i forgot that i like comics so much (laughs) and it started as like well i can read all this anime shit like faster than or i can read all this manga better than i could faster than i can watch anime and then from there just spiraled into being interested in a lot of like niche stuff that's never going to get adapted into anime or you know like i have like an interest in like you know 80s underground comics like we're going to talk about today but like that i have not super duper explored other than a few like bigger more major things like the ways that like usagi ujimbo or tmnt like spins out of like underground comics like that um which i guess uh i guess that brings us to like the thing that we were going to talk about today um which is here by richard mcguire um if because I certainly wouldn't expect anybody to be. If people are not familiar, uh, here is a strip that originally ran in 
in rock comics. Do you know when did it come out? You would know more about this than I do. 1989. Wow. <laughs> it came out alongside uh, some of the really uh, important and very popular uh, chapters of Mouse. Right. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, so the way I ran into this book was in uh, 2012. They, do, you remember, do you know, and if I said the word building, uh, Chris Ware's building stories, would that mean anything to you? I just this weekend saw like a copy of building stories out in the wild and thought real hard about like taking my life just down a hole, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it came out in 2012. <laughs> And I got it then, and it was by uh, Pantheon. And then their next big book was uh, uh, Richard McGuire went back to here and did a whole like 150-page book of this strip we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. I have started reading that 150-page book, but I did not um, get through it. And I was like, oh, well, it's just the introductory episode. Let's talk about the strip. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the strip's good. It's fucking good. <laughs> How do you um, want to describe the plot of this six pages? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I, <laughs> plot's a great question. I'll let me describe. Um, so, over on another podcast I do called Ornate Stairwells, we're very fond of talking about films as uh, aesthetic experiences more than like, oh, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm seeing this plot and I'm like understanding like themes and stuff. We just like going off vibes and what an image can say. And man, here understands the power of a fucking image. Um, so this comic is every frame or every every panel, I should say, is the is the corner of one living room. And so like in the very first panel, you have like the living room is empty. And then the second panel, it's like 1957 and it's a scene from that living room in 1957. And then you'll like keep reading through the comic and you'll see like, oh, most of this panel is taking place in that corner of the living room in 1922, but some of it is taking place in 57. And then as you keep reading, it's like more and more interruptions from different time periods. And so you'll see like, you know, 1960 interposed with like, 10,000 BC interposed with like <clears throat> 10 million BC. And it's just like this, it starts as this living room, but you start to see that like that, that space, that little tiny little section of space has existed for hundreds of millions of years. And that, that space has been a lot more than just a living room. Um, over time. <laughs> uh, as far as plot goes, um, so in the 1930s, no, the 1910s, um, this house is built, and in 2030, it is eventually torn down, and I think is that either the house or the person who lived there is memorialized. Um, and... A lot of things happen in between, and a lot of things happen before that, and some things even happen after all of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And the the thing, right, is like the, the the what it's doing is it's using it's using the fact that we can like we're good at reading images as people, and it's overlaying them on top of each other to to infer the same meaning between the different panels. Hmm. 
So like there'll be uh, the panel where the the homeowner dies is like overlaid with an indigenous person dying in 1850 on the same land, which yes. is overlaid on the same guy like falling asleep in his chair like three decades earlier. Yes, and the house even being saved from being burned down. So everything's collapsing in the same panel. Um. Yeah, that was one of the um, the last page in particular. I thought was so interesting because like. So much of the so much of the the space as we see it is this living room. Um mm-hmm. and how am I trying to say this? Like we see we see like scenes of like suburban rural like American living, you know, um in a nice house with a backyard and then the last page um just hammers home that like that was not always there. That like the the thing that precedes, like, that American life is, like, the genocide of Native American people. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And it is so fucking cool how, um, how, this, how this comic can use, like, space and time um, and juxtaposition to, like, you know, convey all that. Um, because, like, there are a lot of words in this comic, but, like, the words do not convey the meaning in the way that the images do, you know? Yeah, for sure. There's also, like, four panels where, like, a cat just walks across the bottom of them. and It's, it's so great. good. <laughs> and then the cat turns the cat turns into a kid playing Pin the Tail on the Donkey, which turns into a real donkey. <laughs> it's really, There's so many good, like, little, like, jokes, too, and, like, little, like... So, like, there's an old lady who's cleaning a room, and uh, yes. one of the panels is just her saying, the more the more I clean, the more it gets dirty over the four different years of her saying the same thing every year. Yep. <laughs> um, it's so, it's so fucking cool. Um, and it's like, um, it's so interesting to see like how the space, like even just in like the zoom in on like the 20th century, like American living, like how differently that space looks over time. Like it, the mm-hmm. understanding of like, how the twenties look different from the fifties look different from the eighties. Um, it's just fucking rad. Or like um, how it go from like a TV in one to a radio in the next page to like a gramophone in the one before that. Yes. And like, all, like sort of like saying like all these techno, like all these technologies, um, have a relationship, you know? Um, mm-hmm. it's so, this fucking it's so fucking cool the moment <laughs> the moment you put up this on the list and i looked it up i like knew i was like this has to be the first thing that we talk about because um i mean for me like <clears throat> you know i read um i i i i read understanding comics like two years ago for the first time and it's really just mm-hmm. like flipped on my head like oh shit like there's a lot of stuff about comics I never thought about. And this just feels like if you are a person who like reads Scott McCloud and it infects your brain and it's the way that you understand everything in comics, um, this is just candy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's, there's a lot of really good ones are like, there's a, there's one where there's a Christmas tree and there's uh, it's superimposed with a lady in a dress spinning and dancing in the same, like basically silhouette yes. as the tree would be. Yes. There's also, there's a tree that is like, growing in different panels on the same space basically there's a small there's a young tree and then a big tree behind it yes um and the the 
the young tree and the big tree behind it is also um that's the scene of like a worker building the living room mm-hmm. you know um like and so you see like the growth of the natural world and then like <clears throat> on top of that like or superimposed over that like here's a here's a dude cutting down trees to build this home you know yeah yeah for sure um cuz i don't i don't know that that tree is outside in any of the other images i don't know that it it's outside be. when the guy is saying, I'm going to put the living room here with his hands up, like the guy has it in his right. panel before. <laughs> right. Oh, man, uh, there's there's another one. Um, <laughs> this one's just kind of a little gag panel, because it's in 1955. It's got this guy just saying, who's a, chi- who's a chicken? <laughs> and then 1870, you see the tree, and then you see a bunch of chickens like far- <laughs> like eating on a farm. Yeah. Also, like... The- it's always it's always fun to see like uh, twenty twenty seven as the yes. far future, <laughs> and like the cubes on the, the wallpaper and the, what the people are wearing. Yes, the the okay. the <laughs> on on yeah on the fifth page, on the bottom right. How would you describe what that lady is wearing? So, <laughs> I believe I believe this is a white woman wearing like. Some sort of some sort of headdress that I would say white women probably don't <laughs> ought not wear even in twenty twenty seven. And then knees? the goofiest fucking dress that is yeah like cutting off all the circulation to her lower legs and little little Keebler elf shoes. <laughs> and the guy's wearing a normal suit. <laughs> the guy is just wearing a suit. <laughs> And I think I think this guy that we see is um, the baby who was born on the first page, which oh, is cool. I don't, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Um, and then yeah, we see like that same the next page. We see that same woman like herself having a baby like nine months later, or about to have a baby. <clears throat> like the the second last panel even is like it's seventeen fifty with uh, a bunch of indigenous buildings. And then it's 2030 with a, a rock being thrown through the window. And then it's 1986 with this. That's how we met. So it's like, it's literally just superimposing like a destructive act over white people meeting on this land. Right. <laughs> and it's, then the, the, the next panel, the one after that is the like primordial ooze that is like, you know, earth before life. Um, and then just some dude sitting in his living room. You know, in 1945 in a sailor outfit. So, yes, <laughs> like just home from the war, or just about to go to the war or something, mm-hmm. you know. Um, God. It's so fun. And it's so cool because like, yeah, like there there are a lot of words in this, but like the words are not. um the words are not the thing. Like the image is the thing. I the the thing that's so cool about the, the cat is like. The cat walking across the the page is like teaching you how to read the comic, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just like how much it's able to get done in just six pages of like, you know, teaching you like here's this cat, here's what you're going to understand about this, um, and then what can we do from there? It's so good. It's so fucking good. <laughs> um. I don't know how much more I have to say about it because it's only six six pages, but you know. Uh, yeah, same. 
I, I will say that the the six pages are good, uh, but I am excited to talk about the full the the big book because he goes deep into those. Yes, yes. I um even just in the the bit that I read, I was like, oh, it's gonna go really hard on the um like appropriation of land aspect of the strip. <laughs> like it's gonna go really hard on that, huh? And um, just like using the color and the, the the double pages to like just really like overlay a bunch of stuff yeah yeah that was the other thing was that um i so i downloaded the book like a couple days ago and was like oh wow the color in this is really nice and then reading the strip um after just seeing like the first two or three pages me like oh color's nice uh reading the strip and being like oh my god this this like idea like ballooned out from like this really really gorgeous like black and white cartooning and to like this like much more much larger like landscape full color like view that you get in the full full book. I'm 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 really excited to get into like how the book um, blows all this up. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's I don't know I don't have much much else, and we don't have any listener questions. It's you know an episode zero. No one knows this podcast exists. So correct. <laughs> um, Rick, where could people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CombatlerRickV, and you can find on the pinned tweet of that account uh, the project I'm doing right now, which is I am um, taking apart uh, 80s anime magazines, scanning them and putting them online for everyone to be able to read. It's fucking sick. I I really like it. <laughs> I'm currently this is... doing one that's from 1979 that I got from, actually I got, I got from a fan in the mail, which is... Still kind of unbelievable. <laughs> I had, you know, what's funny is I have um, a bunch of Nausicaa stickers on my laptop um, that you sent me like a couple years ago, uh-huh. and like every time I see them, I'm like, it's crazy that like somebody mailed me this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you're up. <clears throat> um, you can find me online uh, on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. You can find me on co-host at autumnal. Um, and yeah, like I mentioned at the start of the episode, you can go to exportodd.io. That'll take you to the Patreon page for, uh, the podcast network. Um, on the Patreon page, I've got links to all the free feeds for all the shows. Um, or for a dollar a month, you can get, uh, uh, you can get early access to a bunch of the things that we do, like Ornate Stairwells or Gotham City Limits, a podcast about Batman and a couple other things. And for $5 a month, you can get Pop Town Funk a podcast where my wife and I say a bunch of stupid shit. Um, but yeah, that just about does it. I didn't think of a sign-off for this before we started. Neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>